Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Nathan Crankfield, the uh, host and founder of the Seeking Excellence Podcast. Pumped for today's episode. This is one that Father Meyer and I had talked about doing for a long time, how to be anti-fragile. So he talks about, you know, being tough, perseverance, fortitude, uh, being resilient. But the real thing that, that Father Meyer is going to argue that we should strive to be is anti-fragile. So we talk about having that mental toughness, the fortitude needed to live out this Christian life, especially in today's world. And so I think it's very timely. I think it's very helpful. Um, and just one of the messages that Father Meyer has really promoted at his parish and that he's extremely passionate about. And I'm obviously very passionate about mental toughness and, and having the courage and strength to fight forward, even in the toughest of times as well. So hope that you'll learn a lot from today, uh, being anti-fragile. And just want to appreciate or thank you again for all your support, for everybody who shares and listens and um, and, and has left us a review. It's, we're always so grateful for uh, your support um, throughout this and uh, hope that it continues to, to bless you in some way. You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom, to go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ, to be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses, time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. My man, Father Meyer, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Nathan. How are you? Oh, just A plus. Living the dream out here. You know, we just started school back up again, so things are fun and exciting. There's a lot of energy on campus, which is a lot of fun. Uh, but it's great to be back with you today. It's been a while since we recorded, I think. It has been a while. I think uh, too long, one might say. Amen. I would say a lot of things have changed in that time. One thing that hasn't changed is your technological problems, which is certainly a gift, at least in its consistency. So it's good to know what you can expect out of life, you know. But I think uh, you've had some just outstanding homilies recently, especially love the one the Sunday before Christmas, which I got to listen to in person. Um, but I think uh, one of my favorites, and I know one of your favorites, was a homily you did on anti-fragility. And so we wanted to do a podcast on that. And so talk to me a little bit about like what that means to you, like this whole concept of anti-fragility. Yeah, so I, and first of all, it was so awesome. So Nathan showed up for, for mass uh, and brought his mom and some friends. And it was actually, it was fantastic. So anyways, everybody out there in listener land, you're always welcome here at All Saints Parish in Guilford, Indiana. But anti-fragility is, is a topic that I hope that we can talk about for a really long time, not just today, but for the rest of our lives, because the concept is really profound. 
So there's three things, three ways that things respond. Things are fragile, things are robust, or they're anti-fragile. So we, we, we understand what fragile is, right? So like you, a porcelain cup is fragile. Fragile things don't like variation. They don't like change. They don't like modification and they don't do well under stress and pressure. So a, a porcelain cup doesn't like change, variation. It doesn't like stress or pressure, right? So things that are fragile don't do well under those conditions. Something that is robust or even resilient, which we actually, we often come compliment people like, hey, you're resilient. Um, I actually, at this point, take that word that if someone calls me resilient, I actually find that to be an insult. So what's the definition of resilient? Resilient is something or, or robust is something that's able to endure stress, change, um, ultimately friction or uh, change. Pressure, like, like yeah, pressure, difficulty, and but, but stay the same. So like a hammer is resilient. You can take a hammer, you can drive a thousand nails, the hammer doesn't change. You right. can take a sledgehammer and you can like, you know, go through some walls and doesn't change. You can put a hammer in a box and ship it from one side of the country to the other and it'll actually break through the box by the time that it arrives if it's not packed properly. So those things are resilient. And then lastly is anti-fragile. And anti-fragile is under stress and uh, difficulty and trial and change the thing actually grows and gets bigger. So that's the main difference here is like we're talking about, so fragile is that under stress and change and difficulty, you actually break. If you're resilient, it means that you actually just stay the same. And then if you are anti-fragile, you actually grow and become stronger uh, due to the stress, frustration, or difficulty uh, in your life. And so when we apply this to a human being, you know, like we just came through the year 2020. And so like a great question is like, did 2020 break me? Was I fragile? Was I resilient? Which means at, at the beginning of 2021, I'm no worse off than I was in 2020. Or did the year 2020 actually make me a better person? Like, am I better now? in the year 2021 because I actually became more of who I'm called to be because of the struggle, because of the trial. It's, it's, it's such a phenomenal concept. Right. Have you ever heard about that before, Nathan? Um, I don't think so. Not really. I, I think definitely was in the camp of like resilient, uh, you know, robust, tough, things like that, where you kind of like withstand the storm, you know, but I think there's very few uh, messages out there that that actually encourage people to actually grow through the struggles and the adversity that we go through but I think it's so important because we're always going to have them you know like the, I've always loved the, the quote or the saying that the only time you're prob you'll stop having problems is when you're dead like that's that's it so you're always going to have the struggles you're always going to have the issues so I know I know uh, clearly you know you are in the business you know I mean my goodness like you're working with young men there at a college, you know, university and yourself, uh, you know, being in the military, like we understand the human body and like I coach cross country and track. So like the way that the whole muscle system in our body works is, anti is ultimately anti-fragility. 
So the way yeah, that a muscle true. ultimately grows is through tearing it down. If, if you want to become stronger, you have to break your muscles down. This is why people actually don't like, uh, you know, working out because it hurts. Um, no, right. But it's through that, um, that, yeah, that you, that you grow. And it's just so powerful. I think when you really think about like, so the same is true ultimately then with my life. Like I will become something better through the sufferings that I endure. Um, anti-fragility um, is when something is actually strength, strengthened by what would normally knock it down. And so the stress, the frustrations, the trials, the difficulties of life actually make me who I am and make me even a better person than I could ever even imagine me. If I'm willing, if I'm willing to endure the workout or do I just go back and look for my comfort? Um, it's not just being resilient. It's not just being robust. Uh, it's about growing in trial. Uh, it's so, it, it's such a profound concept and it's really so yeah. rooted in our Christian faith. Right. And I think it's really interesting, especially in the seeking excellence mindset of how it applies to so many different areas of life. And I think what's interesting in you sharing like the workout examples and stuff like that is that it applies differently, I think, in different areas of life, right? Like you have in the spiritual life, you, you had those extreme saints, you know, who literally prayed for desolation, who prayed for struggles in their spiritual walk. And like, we definitely don't recommend that for the, the beginners, right? I know I'm not in a place where I'm praying for desolation. I don't think I don't think you're asking for more necessarily either. Maybe you are. Well, actually, like so, 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 so actually, let, let's talk about that real quick. Just in the spiritual life, because like I think you know, but like I have a priest who's living with me. Mm -hmm. So Father John Hollowell, if you, if for those of you who are listening, don't know his story, like check him out. But Father John Hollowell is a priest. He's my best friend, and he prayed, saying, "God." like in the midst of the, the clergy sexual scandal and like watching, you know, the victims of sexual clergy abuse and the failure of priests and bishops to own up and cardinals to own up to it. He said, I will, I will take on suffering for the sake of, of those who feel abandoned and alone in the church. And, and right. lo and behold, a few months later, he has a brain tumor and he, he, he sees within that, that this was offered to him and he is growing like, oh, like leaps and bounds in who he is because he opened himself up to challenge. He opened himself up to difficulty. Now, granted, correct. That's not something that like most people should just like ask for today. Like, dear Lord, right. give me yeah, not the move. in my life because then I will become a saint. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so big. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting in the spiritual life, obviously that that's a fruit, but I think that that can happen to, you know, people who are really deep in their spiritual life, very spiritually mature to pray for struggles because you recognize that through the struggles, you know, we become, we can become anti-fragile and that we can grow through those. But I think that instead of, for most of us, where we're at right now, it's really more of a change in perspective, a change in mindset as we approach our struggles. And I think this is true in like um, in the emotional arena as well, you know, when you're talking about your emotional health and just being able to handle difficult emotions and, and challenging aspects through like emotionally challenging things in your life is we don't necessarily need to go and seek out, right? Like you don't need to, if you want to become more emotionally healthy or emotionally strong or even mentally strong and mentally tough, you don't need to seek out a toxic relationship, right? Like we don't need to seek out struggles and issues in our lives to grow spiritually and to be anti-fragile spiritually, but 
you're already going to have problems. And so when you approach each problem, when you approach these difficulties, like a year, like 2020, now you say, instead of saying, oh man, this sucks. Like, how am I going to, you know, attack this? Or like, how bad is this going to affect me? And, and, you know, I know Father Meyer, you and I don't think like that, right? Like when we hit an obstacle and now obviously there's sometimes we're not superheroes all the time, right? They're just like constantly love and, and, um, rejoice at every adversity that we face, but we do, I think, approach it differently than a lot of people do in saying that, how can I overcome this? Or what can I make out of this circumstance? And it's interesting too, going on with that in the Seeking Excellence model of financially, this is so key, right? Because it's like every time, every financial book I've ever read, every time that the market goes down, that's when everybody, you know, people always buy high and sell low, your typical, you know, like day-to-day investor. But the people who really make money over time, you want to buy low. You want to buy when things are kind of down, trusting that, you know, the economy is going to pick back up, right? Like that's when great spikes and great things happen. And so it's really interesting how those bad times really are what you can use for exponential growth in all these different areas. Yeah. So there's this this saying, like when you get into like the anti-fragile, like lingo is like, don't aim to be perfect, aim to be anti-fragile. That like, so often like in our emotional health, like if things are, if, if things are perfect, if I'm totally balanced, like then things are great. No, actually greatness is happening when things aren't actually really good. But there's actually like, it's okay, you know, uh, kind of like the phrase, you know, embrace the suck. Like, You're right. it's okay it's okay as long as you're still on your feet and you still got some fight in you because the ability for that to be used for God's greater glory is like, you know, it's powerful. You know, it's not always the simpler, the better. Actually complicated can lead to to multiple opportunities for self-growth. We often think, you know, the simpler, the better, the, the easy way out. Well, oftentimes the challenging road is the road that will, that I'll grow in harder. The, the road, road that I'll grow in more. Right. Um, and so there's this whole aspect of the fact of like, no, like, am I willing to take on challenge? Because that's, that's just going to make me stronger. And it, like, we live in this click culture. I call it a click culture. Like, I just can swipe and click and like, everything's easy. It's all right there. But like, we know, we know it, that we're only actually going to really grow and become something when we actually choose to engage and to enter in. And like, that's not a click. Like there were a lot of people who chose to engage that created that click that made your life easier. But like, at some point, if I want to grow in greatness, if I want to become who I'm called to be, then I have to ultimately like, enter into that um yeah yeah. right absolutely and i think that's kind of part of the dangers and what we're seeing right now in so much of our society and the struggles that we have is uh the the danger of living in living in easy comfortable times right like the we i I hear people in like political commentators or you know people who talk about society and culture we'll talk about this a lot like some of the issues and the fights that we're having they, they often point to the fact that we can only bring something like that up in times of peace, in times of great prosperity, right? Or the only times that some of those little minute issues actually even matter, right? Because if you're in, so it's kind of interesting how like people will challenge and complain about the country, um, about America, 
and certain things that they're complaining about, it's like, that's only possible for you to complain about that because of our prosperity and because of how great the country has become, you know? And it's like, if we were in some ravaged war-torn country, or if we were, you know, still under, um, you know, the rule of another nation, like we wouldn't be able to even talk about that. Like you wouldn't have the space or the freedom to even discuss these things. And so I think that's a similar thing of where you kind of seeing how that culture and how our society today uh, and this is something David Goggins talks about a lot too, is that because we have so much freedom and so much, you know, there's so much available to us, which is great and wonderful. We have to put ourselves in situations. And like I said earlier, embrace the situations that come up naturally to be uncomfortable, to put ourselves in these difficult spots, you know, um, as a fo- especially in regards to physical fitness, I think is the best way to do it, right? Is like the training ground, uh, working out, running, lifting weights, like can be the training ground if you don't have any hard times, right? If you're going through good times in life, which praise the Lord, like another way to continue to get uncomfortable to continue to develop your anti-fragility is to push yourself physically, you know, and have those fitness or, or challenge yourself to, to go on a stricter, it could be a diet or fasting, prayer and fasting challenges or uh, challenges with your uh, living below your means financially, you know, and uh, the, all these different things you can kind of create as well, you know what I mean? If your life is, you know, if natural challenges are not arising to the extent that you want them or that you're ready for them, you can take yourself to the next level, I think, with creating those challenges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it's so crazy because it's like one of these, once the light bulb goes off and you see the connection, like I've always said that like, you know, like sports and athletics, like they are so important for human, like for us to understand humanity and for us to be who we're called to be. But like, when you begin to understand anti-fragility that we benefit from disorder, we benefit from disorder. It's like every workout that you were ever given from your youngest coach, when you were a young, young child to like when you were in college or high school or whenever you stopped doing sports or even like ballet or piano, like the only way that you're ever going to become a good ballerina or a good pianist or like the only way is by constantly dealing with stress and workout and challenge and sweat. Like the anti-fragility is to benefit from disorder. And so like, when we look at our world, like, hello, like, do we not have a lot of disorder and thus a lot of opportunity to grow? And so, and and I'm not saying that like, listen, there's times where like, you know, you're gonna feel like you're gonna break. And so they talk about like an anti-fragility that like the need of like rest and recovery, but key to, to growth and to become anti-fragile is the ability for rest and recovery. So like something ultimately can be driven to a point where it will break, like everything will be driven to that point, but rest and recovery are key. So like, you know, the porcelain cup will get crushed. But if the porcelain cup, you know, is in a restful place, it's not going to break. And so like we, and this is the key, like if, if like when you train an athlete, speaking from a coach's standpoint, like my constant question that I'm always asking myself for all of my athletes is like, are they getting enough, enough rest and are they getting enough recovery? Because I'm going to just keep driving them and driving them. And my fear particularly as a, as a distance coach and uh, endurance athlete and endurance athletics, like you can push them to the point that they're going to break. And like, once you get to the breaking point, like it's really hard to, to, to like cut, to come back from that. So like, like they're incredible. I'm not trying to say like, we need to be like insane and just like kill ourselves. Cause like, that's not the goal either. 
but we do have to realize that we that we as human beings thrive off of disorder like that we will thrive in the midst of emotional physical like like we, we will become better people in the midst of it if we allow ourselves to I mean don't just like give up we we can thrive and like become like I mean if you look at like look at the cross yeah exactly what is what what is what is at the center of our Christian faith but that out of disorder, out of chaos, out of darkness comes the salvation of the whole entire human race. Right. And then he says to us, take up your cross daily and follow after me. You know, and the majority of us are like, um, I'm kind of cold right now. I need a sweater. And like, um, I need, you know, my particular pillow to sleep at night because like, it's just not as comfortable as it, as it is. And like my, you know, I need my yoga pants and a bag of Doritos and uh, the, you know, the Wi-Fi network just isn't strong enough uh, to download all the videos. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being a little dramatic, but like when we think about like the, the, the comfort world that we live in, like, yeah, no wonder yeah. that so many of us never change. Like because we we've put ourselves in a bubble where like we're insulated from disorder. We see disorder on the outside, but we're like, whatever. I'm not going to take any of that on myself. Um, I'll just like, yeah, make fun of it or criticize it or call it out or yeah. So like, anyways, it's it's, it's a phenomenal phenomenal concept. Is is really yeah. In in the words of David Goggins, like to embrace this up to realize that no, this is where I'm going to grow, and do I want this? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think what one thing you hit on there that I really loved and, and thought about earlier is talking about your track team is this is something that's important when you're leading others and for yourself is you have to know yourself and you have to know those yeah. who you're leading, right? And so that's, that's, again, why all these things always tie in so well together is I learned so much about myself in the gym when pushing myself, right? I learned so much about myself in my prayer time and allowing the Lord to reveal to me who I am. I learn a lot about myself and about the world as I read books and I learn from other people, right? I learn about myself. A lot is revealed to me in my relationships and my friendships and romantic relationships, you know? And I think that as you come to learn more about yourself, yourself and you grow in that, that's how you can start to see, also start to approach things with like, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? So that when you hit adversity, when you hit a difficult circumstance, you can say, okay, what is my intention? Or, or even before you hit the adversity, you can think, okay, what areas of myself do I need to strengthen and develop? And then when you hit the adversity, you can say, how can this situation help me to strengthen that? And how can I use my strengths that I already know about that I've already developed and cultivated to help me overcome this problem, overcome this obstacle that lays before me? You know, because I think that that's how you can really start to go again, going back to exponential growth, really taking it to the next level where you can shore up your weaknesses Focus on how you can implement your strengths in your life to really make the most impact in everything that you're doing. Yeah, it's it really is about embracing. Um, there's a quote that like anti that goes along with anti fragility. That's like life is about the plan B. Like life is to expect that plan B will be there and to embrace plan B, because like uh, plan A is always the easy route. And plan B is most likely the route that's going to happen. And am I willing to embrace plan B? Um, like, am I, am I ready to realize that like things are not going to go? And, but, but, I'm, but I'm better off with plan B. Uh, it's okay. 
it's okay. Like I will grow and become something better and stronger uh, when I stop fighting and I ultimately like submit and accept and allow it to happen. Um, but like life is just so, man, it's just so crazy to think about that. Life is so short. It's so short to like remain fragile. Like you, there comes a point where it's like, no, I want to grow. I want to change. And like, so like I got to embrace and allow this to happen. Um, yeah, it's like the Hydra. For those of you who remember like the old mythology, um, the Hydra is, is, is the creature who has snakes, like snakes on its head. Oh yeah. And when you cut off one, it grows more. Like two that's anti-fragility. Back. Right. Yeah. You cut off one and two come back. Like that's anti-fragile. Like, yeah. And then, but here's, here's the thing. Good luck beating that. Like if you want to like <laughs> totally like this like kick butt, like then then say like you want to I'm gonna brace an anti-fragile anti-fragile mentality. Like, yeah. Cut off one, don't worry. I'll bring back two. Right. Like it's kind of like basically like how martyrs martyrs grow the church, right? Like that's yeah. So what is what it what yeah, what what's the great quote? Martyrdom is is you know the seed of the church. Like the church grows the more the church is persecuted the more the church grows right so it's kind of like please miss that's why we're dwindling right it goes back to what i was saying earlier about the culture and society and where we're at and how good times you know the classic like good times breed weak men quote of like our church has been shrinking for the last however many years why because we've been thriving right the more that, that culture and everything is automatically provided for you the less you're naturally inclined to want to seek out god in your life and I think that's yeah. what we're seeing. And yep. Because, and the church has become way, way comfortable. Yeah. The church has made the choice to take the road of comfort. And because the road of comfort is, is to hand, you know, is, yeah, become one with its culture. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll just become like everybody else. We'll take the financial benefits from the government. We'll blend like everybody else. I was talking to somebody the other day, like, if you're a Catholic in 2021, like, how do you look different than anybody else? You don't go to church on Sunday. You don't believe in the Eucharist. You take the vaccine. You like what makes a Catholic look different than, and I'm, I'm of course speaking like in a general sense. Like what makes a Catholic look different than anybody else in the world? Like in a general, like that's that's the problem, right? Is we've 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 actually said like no, we aren't going to stand up against society, culture, and religion. Yeah. When you, when you do that, you aren't going to grow. Yeah. But what, what you're seeing is you're seeing the swell of like young, fervent, strong individuals who are like, no, you want to what? I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be willing to go against the tide. And in doing so, not only will I be strengthened, but ultimately the church will be strengthened. Yeah. To be willing to push back and be something different. And that's when, and it's so interesting because, you know, I was, I was just engaging in a conversation with somebody yesterday on Instagram that kind of disagrees with me on different social things. And, and it was really interesting that I just kind of came to this perspective of, do we, do we as Catholics, you know, especially as lay people and as, as, uh, as we're, you know, ordained a religious life, because I've seen a bunch of stuff, you know, a Catholic vote in their daily email just sent out today, like several quotes by Father James Martin, like condemning uh, Trump supporters and all these like strong language about that. And it was really interesting, but you know, my, my thought that I was thinking, by the way, by the way, I was a little afraid that my name was going to be on that email. I, I read it very closely. Continue. 
really? <laughs> I want to know more about that. Maybe you'll have to tell me after we stop recording. But I, um, I, I thought it was really interesting because yesterday I had this thought, this, this, you know, just this perspective of, are we, you know, what I felt like I was disagreeing with the girl that I was, uh, you know, discussing this stuff with was, are you, because she described herself as like a liberal, like Democrat, Catholic, and, um, you know, I'm somebody who was, I registered as a Democrat. Now I, I consider myself conservative. Um, I registered as a Democrat at 18. Now I consider myself conservative. So I've had a journey in the political spectrum. Definitely don't line up with everything on either party, but definitely conservative. Um, and it was just like, do you view the world through the lens of the church or do you view the church's teachings through the lens of the world you know and that's why yeah. i feel like we were coming at different things where it's like either like we have people that are standing i think you know from the church looking out on the world saying the world needs to change and like jesus can change the world or people looking and saying you know from the world looking at the church saying the church needs to change and there's two different places yeah. that are saying two different things on that and the more you line up with one or the other i think kind of shows where you're at and where you kind of stand you know, during these, during these crazy times. I think that that's part of the problem too, is that we have too many people who are on the outside looking at the church saying the church needs to change to keep up with the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why you're always better off to realize that the pain is the game. Like, just like it is in the gym, the pain is the gain. So in, 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 like if I'm in a painful relationship, like I'm going, I'm going to choose to grow from this and not cave into it. If I'm in a painful struggle in a business or like, I'm going to stay in this and endure it because like the pain and the challenge and the frustration is how I'm going to grow. Like think about like how many relationships like people crumble in. And then because of that, not only does the relationship grow, the individualism grow, but like there, there is so much good when we're willing to endure and, uh, and to remain in the fight. The pain is the game. Absolutely. And I think going back to what I just said of, do you view the world through the lens of the church or the church through the lens of the world? That's exactly what we're talking about in coming anti-fragile is how do you view your problems? Do you view your problems and your life and your obstacles through the lens of faith, through the lens of growth, through the lens of, you know, hope and joy and all the virtues, or do you view, you know, all the virtues through the lens of your problems. So that's, I think, the shift of perspective of saying, like, how can I grow from this versus how is this going to impact me and affect me negatively? You know, and it's so interesting, Father, and I'm sure you have conversations like this all the time where, like, people's initial questions when something happens really reveals their stance, right? It really reveals whether they're optimistic, they're hopeful, or they're pessimistic and negative because, like, your initial reaction to something, if it's always, like, the negative and it's never how can we overcome this, then that shows it like what type of person you are and how you're kind of entrenched in that you really need to pray, you know, cause by God's grace, we can be changed and healed from that. But like, we're not created, especially as Christians to be out in the world and be negative thinkers like that to be not, doesn't mean we have to be like blindly optimistic, but we do have to be hopeful. We do have to believe that God can make beautiful things out of, you know, ugly materials and ugly situations. Yeah. Do you remember the movie, The Joker? It was kind of like the psychological thriller sort that came out. There's a great quote in that movie. Uh, Someday someone will break you so badly that you'll become unbreakable. Wow. Someday someone will break you so badly that you'll become unbreakable. 
I was just saying, I, I, I wanted like, like also to get like, we're not talking about like, how do you become so bitter and so broken that like, you're like, I'm, I, I put up this shield. I'm just right. like, no, no. that's how it becomes right. Like that's what the world always takes us stuff and become selfish and hard hearted and all that stuff. No, 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 no. But like, like, how do I endure so that I have endurance? How do I endure so that I have endurance? So I, I buried a child today um, that lived for just a few days. And I look at the parents of that child and, you know, grieving terribly. Um, but at that same mass was a woman in my parish who lost a child a few years ago who is ministering to them. So that mother who lost the child first, like clearly the death of her child broke her, but it has now made her unbreakable. And that in the midst of this storm and chaos and this couple that just lost their child, she's right there next to them. So it's not about hardening our hearts. It's also about opening our hearts and allowing our brokenness, in the very true sense, even the grief, to make me someone who is able to actually grieve with others and not just be broken and narcissistic and something like, I will, like for, for, for those of you who are, uh, any of you who know the 12 step process, part of this 12, 12 step process is actually allowing my addiction and my brokenness to now go and help others. Like I'm going to actually not be broken by my addiction. I'm actually going to become better because of my addiction. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's powerful stuff. No, I think that's that's 100% key. And I hope that this, you know, this message has really been able to resonate with people and help them to understand how they can utilize it in their lives and really start to implement it so that their difficulties and challenges that they face can really help them to grow in all these different areas of their life because it's, I mean, it's really flips the perspective of the world upside down, you know, yeah. and I think this really yeah. changes your approach to everything that you do. Yeah. Anti-fragility. Like it's a power. It really is. I mean, it's so crazy because it was written as a business book. Like if you look up like the, the origins of it, it's, it's written for a business model, but it's written for a business model. It has truth in it because it has truth in it that ultimately it, it is the gospel. Like behind it is, it's, it's genuinely it is it's the gospel it's christ who is willing to endure the sufferings and the trials of, of life and become better and like change the world and he invites all of us to do the same it's the story of the martyrs it's the story of the saints it's the story of penance it's the story of discipline it's the story of asceticism it's why fasting works it's why cold showers work it's why exercise work it's why dieting works but like we're so resistant to the things that we know will actually help us grow. I mean, it's, it's, it's life. We, 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 but yeah. So like, anyways, if someone, if someone says I'm like re resilient, I'm like, really? Wow. Thanks for the insult. All right. <laughs> Noted. Note taken to never call you resilient. I will keep that in mind for the rest of my life. It's so funny though, because I actually like, I actually use that in a, I use that. 
I, I gave a whole homily about how women are resilient. And I'm just like, gosh, I regret giving that homily. It was a few years ago. I, I gave wow. this beautiful homily on femininity. And I look at it now, I'm just like, gosh, I wish I would have known the word anti-fragile because uh, I totally... Would have changed it. <laughs> I would have changed that at this point. What an idiot. So. Hey, you're still a good man. You're still a good man. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, brother. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Father. Thanks for sharing this message with us. Hopefully we'll go out and continue to share that with the rest of the world. Hey, Nathan, it is always a joy. I mean that for real. And uh, like I said, everybody's always welcome in All Saints Parish. So if you're ever in Southeastern Indiana, you're more than welcome to come. If you want to check us out at allsaintscatholic.net, you can check us out online, allsaintscatholic.net. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram every morning, actually. That's right. Um, Word dot up eight word with occasional eight with occasional guest appearances guests with occasional guests from <laughs> all right. over the country. Patrick Willie was on this past uh, this past week, by the way. Oh, was he? He was in town, so he 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 was on there. Uh, That's awesome. Was, it was him and I tag teaming together, but yeah, word dot up eight every morning. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on YouTube uh, at All Saints. We are one. Uh, join our 29,000 followers on YouTube. Big YouTube channel. Uh, be a part of our fifth campus. We'd love to have you. Heck so. yeah. Well, Father, thank you again. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Okay. God bless you.